calling all financial advisors. Get ready to boost your practice, portfolios, and network at the Exchange Conference, happening in sunny Miami from February 11th to the 14th, 2024. At Exchange, you'll gain valuable insights to grow your practice and sharpen your investment acumen with the top investment experts. But that's not all. By attending, you can earn over 10 CE credits and join a network that goes beyond business. Join a community that's dedicated to your success. Learn more and register now at exchangeetf.com. Hi, it's Chuck Jaffe, host of the ETF of the Week, but also of my own weekday podcast called Money Life. On the December 5th edition of my show, I was joined by Todd Rosenbluth, head of research at Vetify, and we talked investments in a segment called the Money Life Market Call. Because it's all about ETFs, and we know you want to hear Vetify's thinking on that subject, here is that interview with Todd as a bonus episode of the ETF of the Week. Enjoy! Todd Rosenbluth, head of research at Vetify, is here. We're talking exchange-traded funds now in the Money Life Market Call. Welcome to The Market Call, the part of the show where we talk with experienced money managers about how they do their job, what they look for that determines their buys and sells, what they see happening broadly on the market, and how they put it all together. My guest today is Todd Rosenbluth. He is the head of research at Vetify. Now, of course, if you listen to Money Life, you know Vetify, well, that's where Tom Lydon comes from. He, of course, does the ETF of the week with us. But we say each week when we're talking with Tom Lydon, that Vetify has this great suite of tools, research and data that's available for you so that you can be a better investor in exchange-traded funds. Well, Tom helps to run the company, but Todd, he's the head of research. Todd Rosenbluth is the head of research, so he's the guy behind a lot of that research, which you can check out for yourself at Vetify.com. Todd Rosenbluth is also, like me, a proud graduate of the University of Michigan. Todd, go blue. Great to have you back on Money Life. Go blue. Exciting to be here. So we always start with methodology and you've got a methodology that, that quite honestly, you know, you have a long career. We've talked for you in previous jobs when you were working with CFRA research and S and P global market intelligence and all the others. And at Vetify, I think you've tried to distill it all and, and make it the best you can. So explain what it is that you are using to say these funds stand out to me, these funds, not so much. So I have, as listeners may know, because I've been a guest when I worked at S&P and at CFRA heading up research, I have a big belief in looking at what's inside the portfolio, taking a more forward-looking approach, and I've carried that on with us at Vetify. So we don't have research set as a buy, hold, or sell recommendation on individual ETFs like I did in the past, but we're following what investors and advisors are telling us about their sentiment. We're following what's going on in the marketplace. And we're offering investment ideas to give them a range of choices as to how they might want to tackle what is top of mind to them. And we cover 3,000 plus ETFs because that's how many that are trading. It helps us to be able to see the forest from the tree. So really excited to be here. Happy to talk to you about what we're seeing in the market, what advisors and investors are telling us, and then how perhaps uh, it, people can, can take advantage of that. Well, and let's just focus in on the idea that when you are looking at holdings, it's a mix there of like, how well are the holdings doing, but also how are they put together? In other words, if you have a portfolio where somebody's holding a lot of high risk stocks, 
versus something where somebody is trying to be super safe, you may say, oh, well, this one's likely to return more, but oh, by the way, are you willing to take the risk, right? It's it's a combination of holdings and how they are amalgamated in, in each fund, right? Correct. So I'm not advocating for or against the S&P 500 through an ETF like Spider S&P 500, ETF SPY, or the Invesco S&P 500 equal weight ETF RSP. But those hold the exact same companies, just the weightings within those portfolios are notably different, uh, of course. So Apple and Microsoft are sizable positions within SPY, and they're 20 basis points, uh, less than 1% of the portfolio in RSP. And so smaller companies in the S&P 500 take a bigger weighting. So you can't just have a view that you think the market's going to go up or the S&P is going to go up. It's how is it constructed and then which one is right for you. So, And, and then how do you deal with market fluctuations? Because at any given time, like we've had this year, a market driven by seven stocks. So obviously when you have, you know, broad market that has just a few people participating in the rally, that's going to favor the one that is market cap weighted, the SPY, as opposed to the equal weighted. But market conditions change. So how frequently does the analysis change? You know, how often do you go from like, yeah, we may like both of them, but this is the time for this one and this is the time for that one. So we are regularly seeing what's going on in the marketplace. I don't think investors want to be tactical and make changes from from one ETF to another daily or weekly. But we're having notable shifts in the marketplace we have an upcoming, you know, the Federal Reserve has been raising interest rates uh, throughout 2023. They likely have paused and have stopped doing so. And, and there's expectations heading into 2024 and in 2024 that there will be rate cuts. And so, for example, we at Vetify recently hosted a symposium. I think Tom has probably talked about it, where we asked investors what their views are on the marketplace and how they're willing to take on risk. And we saw this was just this week. The majority of people who responded are willing to take on more interest rate risk heading into 2024, that they're willing to go further out into intermediate term or long term products. Two thirds of the audience that we spoke to plan to take on more risk as opposed to less risk. It was more split uh, from an interest rate perspective. It was more split between willing to take on credit risk. Uh, people still are hesitant to do so. So. We are now advocating, and we did, we recently wrote an article saying, let's take a look at some of these intermediate-term bond ETFs. I know I just changed subjects from equities to fixed income for the listeners, but let's take let's look at some of these intermediate-term bond products from some of the firms that offer popular short-term products. And here's what you get. Here's the reward potential. Here's the opportunity uh, that's happening. And happy to name some of those examples for you. Uh, and the listeners, but that's that's an important that we're heading into a new year, a new regime. It absolutely is. So I can understand how that all plays out. So now let's take a look and go, what are the areas of the market that you particularly like right now, or that the research is telling you you like, or that the advisors and others are telling you like, and what are the types of funds best suited to use in that spot? Let me just use as the example of what I just had within fixed income. So we've seen strong interest in the ultra short bond ETFs in 2023, BIL, which is as low risk as you can get, 
It's uh, zero to three month or one to three month treasury bills. It's taken in tremendous amount of money. We are encouraging folks that want to stay within the same fund family to look at something like the Spider Portfolio Intermediate Treasury ETF, SPTI. So you take on a little bit more interest rate risk. You're still getting paid a, a nice handsome yield of close to 5%. And it's just three basis points in fees. So 0.03. Or if you wanted a more active approach, there's the PIMCO Active Bond ETF, BOND, which again, 5% yield duration that's a slightly higher right now than, than that index-based spider product. For people who've owned Mint, M-I-N-T, which is PIMCO's active uh, short maturity ETF, B-O-N-D, bond. Yes, it's, it's really bond. They got that ticker. Uh, the PIMCO active bond ETF could be a good alternative for them. So within the fixed income space, we think taking on, we think investors want to take on more risk. And those are an index and an active based product uh, for them to for them to consider. What about on the equity side of things? So we've seen a really strong year, uh, almost 20 percent growth in the S&P 500 and growth stocks in particular have done even better. Technology stocks have done really well. We're still bullish. We think there's still room for growth within or upside potential, but we could see more value-oriented strategies or, or value-tilted strategies do better. So Vanguard Value ETF, VTV, is a tilt towards value uh, that we think could resonate again in 2024, given that the Fed is likely to start cutting interest rates. And so more higher dividend yielding areas of the marketplace uh, that tend to be favored in the value area could do better in 2024. Certainly, they couldn't. It's hard to do much worse than they did in 2023 because growth was in favor. So, a reversion to the mean could happen. Interest rates falling could be a positive for them as well. Uh, so, lots of lots of positivity happening in a shifting environment. We think. What about international versus domestic? I mean, are you are you tilting one way or the other? Is, it, is this a time, given everything that's going on, to be looking to diversify more fully? I think in the beginning of a new year, investors should reallocate their portfolios. I, I believe that the, uh, I didn't pull, I don't know this up in front of me, but I believe that the U.S. At SPY has outperformed the broader developed international markets. I will try to go on to ETFDB.com. Sorry for that shameless plug to see if I'm correct on that. But it's important to just rebalance your portfolio at the beginning of the year. If we have, as I think is correct, yeah, SPY is beating EFA by seven, 800 basis points this year. So you might want to reallocate into international to stay diversified. And the iShares core MSCI EFA ETF, IEFA, is perhaps the most, one of the more widely used of those products and is low cost. So that might be a good go-to for folks to so just make sure you're diversified. You never know what's going to happen in the new year, and you want to make sure you're providing yourself with, with a balanced portfolio. Well, now we're going to get your quick and dirty take on some ETFs that my audience is particularly interested in. Quick and dirty. This is the most exciting thing to ever happen in the history of history. Well, I'm not sure it's quite that exciting, but it's great to get the take of Todd Rosenbluth, head of research at Vetify, on some ETFs 
a wide range of them that you guys are interested in. And you can put any of our guests to the challenge. All you need to do is send your name, your hometown, and the ticker symbols you're interested in. For ETFs, traditional mutual funds, closed-end funds, or, of course, stocks, send that to me at chuckatmoneylifeshow.com. We'll add it to our list. Hope it makes it into an interview soon. We start today with a request from Tom in Smithfield, Kentucky. He wants to know about Fidelity Blue Chip Growth, which in ETF form trades under FBCG. Yeah, so I like that this was chosen. I mentioned I think that value's got a chance to do better relative than it has beforehand. But a high-quality growth strategy, one that's actively managed like FBCG, uh, is a good way of going. You're getting a well-established manager, but now you're getting the benefits of an ETF structure, tax efficiency, lower cost. So if you want to stay in growth, I think an active approach like this Fidelity product is a good one. Oh, that beautiful. We could make a fortune. That was a buy on FBCG, Fidelity Blue Chip Growth. Our next request comes from Rick in York, Pennsylvania. He wants to know about S-Dog. That's the Alps Sector Dividend Dogs ETF. So I'm glad we picked this one. One, What an amazing ticker. Uh, Even if you don't have a pet at home like I do, uh, S-Dog is just a memorable ticker. This is the highest yielding stocks within each of the sectors uh, of the broader marketplace, or 10 of them. So it's a version of the Dogs of the Dow that many of us grew up with. Uh, just in ETF form and more sector diversified. And so if you want to get income, we think income is going to be important in 2024. A nice diversified approach like SDOG in an index form is a good way of doing it. So, yeah, I can't wait to hear if you're going to be barking in favorable uh, tones next. Well, did that dog just say hi there? Yeah, you could say that SDOG just said hi there. That was a buy on SDOG, the Alps Sector Dividend Dogs ETF. Sticking with dividend-oriented funds, Javier in Wilmington, North Carolina, wants to know about DIVO. That's the Amplify CWP Enhanced Dividend Income Fund. Yeah, so DIVO, I I like actually saying it that way, too. (laughs) This is a twist on, well, this is different than that. The S-Dog one we talked about for a couple of reasons. One, there's active management picking those stocks as opposed to just being an index-based approach. And then there's covered calls that are used on top of this to generate enhanced income. And that's going to provide some additional downside protection. That's going to give you additional income in a income-oriented marketplace. Devo is a good ETF. Well, by the way, I like calling it Devo, but I wanted to make it clear. It's not Devo like the band, right? It's, you know, that's D-E-V-O. This is D-I-V-O. So, you know, because we are not men, we are Devo. We need to make sure that we are actually making sure that everybody knows which fund we're talking about. That's a buy on the Amplify CWP Enhanced Dividend Income Fund. Come on, let's buy Richard in Chula Vista, California, wants to know about FLOT. That's the iShares Floating Rate Bond ETF. So I probably showed my hand a bit by saying advisors, investors are expecting that the Fed is going to cut interest rates and are willing to take on a bit more interest rate risk. The benefits of FLOT is that you don't take on interest rate risk. Uh, You're protected against rising interest rates, but you don't benefit when rates are falling. And so I think there's better alternatives in the fixed income space than a floating rate product. This is a good product. It's not the right time for it in 2024. Yeah. So where we sometimes say, 
you know, good company, bad stock. This is good fund, not the right time. Other alternatives, which we talked about, SPTI, BOND, et cetera. But FLOT, the iShares floating rate bond ETF. Let's sell now. That was a sell. And we finish with a request from Tom in San Francisco. And we're going places we haven't gone yet in this discussion because he wants to know about the Aberdeen Bloomberg All Commodity Strategy K1 Free ETF, ticker symbol BCI. Yeah, I, I like that we're adding in commodities into the conversation that we touched on the benefits of diversification through international investments. There's the benefits of diversification through commodities as well. And we certainly saw in 2022 having something other than stocks and bonds within your portfolio was rewarding. That could very well be the case in 2024. I like this as a diversified across various commodities. This isn't just focused on gold or energy. You get those as well as a whole range of agricultural products too. So, and we don't want to get in the weeds here, but you don't have to worry about K1s from a tax standpoint with this ETF. Uh, it's just a simpler way of getting commodity exposure through BCI. Yeah, it sure is. We don't want to get in the tax weeds, but understand anybody who's ever done anything, commodities can generate a K-1. It's just extra tax paperwork that just kind of makes your butt hurt. That's really what we're talking about. But no pain here because BCI not only avoids the K-1, but the Aberdeen, Bloomberg, all commodity strategy K-1 free ETF, that was a buy. Would you mind stepping aside? I've got a purchase to make. And well... Go step. We, we have to step aside. You can make that purchase or not. We have to step aside because we've come to the end of our time. But, Todd, always great to chat with you. Thanks so much for taking the time. We'll do it again in 2024. Sounds good. Thank you. Go Blue. That's Todd Rosenbluth, proud Michigan grad and the head of research at Vetify. Learn more at Vetify.com and on Twitter at Veta underscore Fi. Todd is on Twitter or X as well. He is at Todd Rosenbluth. 